Hi. Oh, okay. The broadcast is live. Hi, this is Dr. Baker, uh, Dr. B. Baker with the Tell It Like It Really Is program. And um, tonight, uh, Father, I thank you and I praise you for who you are. And I thank you and I praise you for what it's what you've done. I thank you and I praise you for how you manifest yourself um, in us. And I thank you and I just glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're going to talk about the spirit of the fear of the Lord. We're going to also talk about uh, finances. We're going to just talk about a number of different things tonight. And um, as we do that, uh, are you okay? Oh, oh, okay. As we as we do that, um, what we're um, you're going to receive what it is that you need to receive, and I'm going to be able to release and receive also. So uh, we're going to Proverbs 9 and verse 10. It says, the, beginning, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And this is really talking about the fact that the fear of the Lord God, the fear of our Lord God is the foundation of anything, of true wisdom. And because if we don't walk in um, the understanding of who he is, if we don't walk in the knowledge of him, if we don't walk in the honor and the respect and giving him, seeing how great he is, then what happens is this. We limit his ability to work in our lives. What mainly happens is this. Many people want to reduce God to who it is that they are. They want to see God as they see themselves, not to see themselves as God sees them or uh, uh, rising up to who it is that he is, but they want to demote God. And in that demotion that what's happening is this, is that we're walking in ignorance. We're walking in stupidity. We're walking in benightness. We're walking in the ways of the world. We're walking like mere men in the earth. And that's not who we are. The kingdom of God does not teach that. The kingdom of God does not operate in that manner. But when we do that, what we do is we limit ourselves also. We limit our abilities to be able to manifest the things that he wants manifested in and through the earth. We limit the abilities for people to truly see the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts by Holy Spirit himself. We limit so many things. And uh, as, it, as I said earlier, that um, God is the foundation of true wisdom. All types of learning, everything is just worthless. I mean, I have many degrees. Uh, many of you have degrees. Many of you have um, not just um, my degrees are in psychology. Many other people, my, my granddaughter just graduated today. Well, she just got her diploma and hers is in some kind of exercise or whatever it is. My other grandchildren have degrees, all of these different things. But they're worthless if your foundation is not founded in him. Uh, all it is is earthly learning. And um, if it's not built upon the knowledge of the Lord himself. And so many people know about God, but they don't know him. And to know him is to walk in his love. To know him is to operate in his love the way that his love is, is to operate in who it is that he is, operate the way that he has us to operate, operate in the knowing of what it is that we're to do, when we're to do it, and how we're to do it. And there's a number of different passages, Psalms 111 and 10, Proverbs 17, uh, I mean, uh, Proverbs 1 and 7, 
1527-1533. And it just lets us know before we can understand how the fear of the Lord uh, leads to wisdom, then we need to define it. We need to find out what the fear of the Lord is. I was on the program with uh, my daughter today, and we talked about this briefly because fear can have uh, many different meanings. You know, it can refer to the terror that one feels as frightening as it is in Deuteronomy 2.25. It can also mean respect in a way uh, that a servant fears uh, his master and serves him faithfully, as it talks about in Joshua 24.14, that Joshua served uh, 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 faithfully. He had served Moses faithfully. He had done what it was that he was to do. He walked in that awe. He wanted to know what was going on up on that mountain. He was not one that ran from those things, okay? It can also uh, 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 denote or have a reverence, a reference to a reverence and an awe where it leads us in the presence where we realize that we're in the presence of greatness. We're in the presence of magnificence. We're in the presence of the almighty. We're in the presence of something that is so much greater than us. We're in the presence of, uh, it can't, you can't compare it to anything on earth. It's not like being in the presence of an earthly king or Queen Elizabeth or uh, uh, the great movie star that you like or the greatest preacher or whatever it is. It's totally, totally, totally different. It's like understanding something. Something happened this morning in our 5 a.m. prayer. And I was just, oh, my gosh. Um what happened is it was a morning that was just worshiping him. It wasn't thanking him for anything. It wasn't, it was worship going in that direction, going across as here it is. I was seated in my seat and it was just worshiping him. It was thanking him. It was reverence unto him. Had nothing to do with the earth, had nothing at all to do with the earth. And the end of it, what happened was this, as the ending part of this prayer happened, I sensed his presence and his presence was so, uh, it, it was as if electricity was going through my body. I mean, it was like, it was like the presence of the Lord was there. You know, we, we have it so that people look and say, well, he's my daddy, God, he's my papa, he's my friend, he's my all of this. And they, they handle this so casually and we wonder sometimes why we don't see the things that we want to see happening in others. It's because we have not honored him and obeyed him. You know, as I read earlier today, and as I was in the study uh, where it talks about it in, in, in Revelation 4, it talks about the 24 elders and, and how they, they laid prostrate, how they threw their crowns, what it is that they did. They recognized how great, how awesome, how he was, how he is to be worshipped, how he is the king, how he is the master. There is no one, no one that can compare to God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Nobody can compare. There isn't anything that you can compare it to on earth. And this is our problem. We start to talk about, well, we can't, you know, this person can't trust God. You know, they have a problem with God because of their earthly father. How dare we be so 
uh, presumptuous. How dare we be so foolish as to compare our earthly father with almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of us, the one that 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 is alpha and omega all at the same time, the aleph top all at the same time. I'm finally hearing people say this. I've been saying the same thing about he's all one beginning in. He's not beginning and the end. He's beginning in all at the same time. Everything is the now in him. And when we recognize this, when we recognize that the greatness, that this can't happen just with somebody, this can't just happen because we want it to happen. And we have to recognize who he is, the greatness, the magnificence, and recognizing him for who he is. And, and many times as people that are afraid to find out who he is, that the, that the God of the first testament is the same God of the second testament. And the thing of it is, is this, is he's repeating, he's letting us know who he is. He says, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I do not, will not change for you or anybody else. And what we have done what we have foolishly done is we try to make God behave like we want him to behave. And what has happened is this, is that we have created a God within ourselves that makes us God, that makes it think that I can say this to God and automatically he must do what it is that he's supposed to do. You are making me unhappy now, God. You're making me unhappy. So you need to do this for me and you need to do this now. This is the way we act. It's the way... I mean, many, you know, you see these little children, you see how they talk to these so-called parents. I don't even call them parents because you see how they talk to the adults that, 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 that had sex and got them and brought them into the earth. They act like they are the parents. I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, how can you do this? How can you allow yourself to hate your child in that manner? And this is what it is that we do. And if God let us boss him around like that, it would be because he hates us. And he says, those that I love, I discipline. Those that I love, I correct. Those that I love, I let them know when they're out of line. Those that I love. And so I know he loves me because he directs me in his narrow road so that I don't miss it having a continual awareness of our loving heaven, a lovingly heavenly father. We don't look at loving heavenly father as the way that we think so. We start to say, well, God is, you know, God is love. So that way God would not do this. God would not do this. As if you have spent so much time with God that you know every step that he's going to take. How dare we be so arrogant. I mean, that's just arrogance. That's just stupid. That's ignorance gone to see taking root and it's growing big time in the earth. And this is why the ecclesia, this is why the church, this is why the body, this is why the people of God are so weak and so impotent because we don't want to go through anything. And so I'm letting us know, I'm, I'm, and I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to myself. What it is, is this, is that we have to get the reality of who it is that God is. We have to get a glimpse. We have to get a picture of who he is that, uh, 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 and, and we have to get this in our inward man, in our spirit, that the, the power, the beauty, the brilliance, 
of the Lord God Almighty, the mightiness of the Lord God Almighty, the one who is and uh, that, that we are to know that we're to walk in the fear of him. I mean, we look at almighty, we say those words, but do we really understand what those words mean? Let's go to Revelation. Before we go to Revelation 4, I want to go to um, to uh, Revelation 11. And and uh, let's let's look at that for just a moment. Come on, book. <clears throat> I just uh, I, I I feel for us, and we walk and we try to make everybody feel good because we don't want we don't want to make anybody feel bad. You don't make anybody feel. You don't make anybody feel bad. What makes a person feel bad is that they don't want to obey God. They don't want to do things the way he wants them done. They want to do things the way that they want them done. And when we do that, what happens is this. We diminish our ability to walk in the power of who he is. We can't diminish his ability, but we diminish our ability to walk in and in, in to live in how it is that he has, has, has made arrangements for us to live. Okay, I'm almost here. 11, 11, 17. Okay. Um, and I do already have on my glasses. So uh, it says here that the, the uh, let me start at 15. The seventh minister sounded his trumpet and great voices in heaven confessed. The kingdom of this world has been given, given way to the kingdom of, of our Lord and his anointed one. He will reign throughout the ages. Um, the 24, oh, here it is. The 24 elders who sit before God on their thrones fell prostrate to worship him. And the elders, here are the elders, we give thank, we give you thanks, O Lord, and all of your uh, all powerful who is and who was, for you have have uh, willed your great power and has begun your reign. The nations have raged against you, but your wrath has finally come. It is now time to judge all the dead. Understand this. We may rant, we may rage, we may do all of these things, but God's power, God's anointing, God's will will be done in this earth. And what we need to do what we as the church, what we as the ecclesia, what we as the uh, uh, walk in the ascended gifts, all of these things, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, saints, all of us, what we need to do is we need to look at who he is and humble ourselves, humble ourselves before him and say, what do you want to manifest in and through me? How do you want to manifest your love? How do you want me to reveal you? How do you want to be revealed in and through me? I am yours. I am your vessel. I am your son. I am yours to command. I am yours to lead. I am yours for you to love me with uh, love me so that I can love others the same way. And that love will not look the way that human love looks. We have done it. We have been saying, oh my gosh, you're not walking in love. People constantly tell me, Dr. Baker, you don't walk in love. Okay. I don't argue with anybody because it's like, you're not going to be the nomenclator. I'm going to listen to what it is that he says, and I'm going to act towards others the way that he leads me to act towards. 
I have I have a lot of kids. I had children uh, in, in my home and all of them. I mean, every last one of them I love, but I loved in a way that they would be able to receive what it is that was in them, that they would be able to grow into the image. My mother used to pray this prayer. She says, I pray this prayer. God help me to raise my children from under the footstools of others. And what she meant was help me to raise them so that they can make their own decisions, so that they are not followers, so that they are leaders, so that they make their decisions and they're responsible for them. And this is what it is that God does with us. He gives us, he says, you choose, choose this day who you're going to serve. You choose righteousness if you want righteousness. You choose unrighteousness if you want that. Blessings and curses are here. You take, you decide. Uh, uh, death and life is in the power of your own tongue. You follow this thing. I'm not going to force you into anything. God will not force us to love him the way that he says that he is to be loved. God will not force us to honor him in that manner. But we need to stop and we need to ask him, how can I pleasure you rather than God? How can you pleasure me today? This is what I need. This is what I need. I mean, I was listening to one of the apostles, uh, I think it's uh, uh, Michael Fram, would be saying, yeah, people be saying, give me, let me, let me have, give me, give me, give me. And it says that also, uh, give me, give me, give me, my name is Jimmy or something of that nature. But <clears throat> it's also in the book of Proverbs, he says, that's one of the things that's never satisfied. And I, you know, I was married once, well, I was married a lot of times, but at any rate, uh, uh, one of the husbands that I had, I mean, my God, I gave him this and I gave him that and I bought him uh, 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 this thing. And I bought, I remember once I bought him this really nice camera. I mean, it was, uh, I'm not into cameras, but here it is. I bought him this beautiful camera, a camera that he had talked about he wanted. I bought him these lenses or whatever you call those things and this piece and this piece and a nice carrying case and all of these things. And he was so happy for about 10 minutes. And it was like one of these things. Okay, what do you got next for me? What do you got next for me? Oh, I see this. I see this. I see this. And I'm thinking, dang, dude, can you ever, can you have a whole day? and be thankful. See, I'm grateful. I am grateful. It takes a long time for that gratitude to go away from me because number one, I'm surprised if anybody does anything for me. My father let me know as a, as a young child, nobody has to do anything for you. Nobody has to give you anything. So when someone does, I am grateful. We, do, we have not walked in that type of gratitude towards God. We have not walked in that type of humility. We act like God owes us on a continuous basis. God, what did you do for me today? You didn't give me nothing today. You didn't do something for me today. And, and uh, he says, I want to bless you. I want you to receive. Why? So that you can be a blessing, so that you can give to others, so that you can be a funnel, so that you can be uh, one that releases my kingdom so that I can do what I want to do in the earth. I want to try you. I want to make sure that you're able to do it, that what I give you and what I release into you, that it's not something that destroys you. This is all getting to know God. All of this is. Uh, the, the, this uh, uh, Proverbs 1, 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools, fools, that's not my word, God's word, but fools desi uh, despise wisdom and instruction. 
this tells us that uh, uh, some insight, some insight, and 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 uh, uh, and, and and mirroring and parallel uh, um, parallel walking is necessary in order to know Him. You have to walk in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. I mean, you have to learn what the spirit, what the fear of the Lord is in order to walk with God. You have to walk in the fear of God because you have to have his knowledge. You have to have his wisdom. You have to have uh, the understanding of who he is. There's a sharp contrast between wise, uh, the wise life and the foolish life. You know, he talked about the wise virgins and the foolish virgins, those that took oil with them, took extra with them. Why? Because they didn't know how long they were going to have to wait. <laughs> they didn't know how long they were going to have to wait. Many of us, God gives us a promise. He tells you, he, he told me when I was a child, uh, I didn't realize, but he told me through my father what it was that people were going to hate me. But then those same people that were going to hate me, those were people that I was going to be able to help and to assist. And it took all of these years, none of your business, how many? It took all of these years in order for this kind of thing to start to happen. But we think when God says something, we think it's got to happen right now. No, there's training. There's He lets you know. Oh, this is what it is that I have for you. Now let me let you walk through what is necessary so that your character, so that your integrity, so that your ability, so that your stamina is able to stand in my wisdom, not the wisdom of man. Because I want to give you, I want you to release a wisdom and a knowledge and an understanding that the enemy, nobody can gain anything on it. They can't say anything and they can't resist the love in which you release it in. It is not about a soft voice. It is not about the way that we do things. It's not about us. It's not about that, but it's allowing that true love. See, love can sometimes hit you in ways of correction that you do not want, but it can save your life. You know, uh, uh, it, it's it's one of those things that we have really done an injustice to people by making them think that the love of God is something that's supposed to be all about their feelings. And it is not. It is not. He did not say faith is uh, uh, the substance of things that we feel. It says faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not, se not seen. It says we live by faith, not by feelings. It does not say we live by feelings, not by faith. We live by faith. And that means that we live by what we don't see. We live by the word of God. The first thing we have to do is know the word of God. Many people don't know the word of God. They know a spirit, the spirit, the spirit, a spirit. The spirit told me this. The spirit told me what spirit? Well, you know, the spirit of God. No, you don't know the spirit of God. You don't even honor the spirit of God. We talk about it. We talk about him as if he's just, just something. Oh, you know, he's just a puff of smoke. He's just a ghost. And, we, and the spirit just told me this. The spirit told me this. The spirit told me this. The spirit told me that. Well, did you do it? No, not yet. Then you're lying. He going to keep talking to you and telling you something different when he already knows you're not going to do what it is that he told you to do in the first place. Find that in the word of God. You go back to uh, our father, Abraham. He told Abraham what to do, how to do it. Abraham did not do it that way. And God waited. 
He waited until Abraham caught up with the words and caught up with what it was that he was to do. And then he started moving in him and he started doing what it was that there was to be done. Uh-uh, God is not continuously telling you, God told me this, God told me that. Well, he told me this, but um, you know, then again, he changed his mind and then he told me this. He says, I don't change my mind. He says, I am the same. We talk about God. We talk about the spirit of God as if he is a schizophrenic or a, a, a bipolar being, double-minded, triple-minded, whatever mind it is, you know, and this is the way we act. And he says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways and he will get nothing from them. Maybe, you know, on Sunday, he was letting us know, maybe some of y'all just need to erase all them things that the spirit told me this, the spirit told me this, God told me this. You can't find it in the word. It does not look like the word. It does not look like Jesus. It does not look like it in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word is God, John 1, 1. And all of this, it doesn't look like him. It doesn't act like him, John 4, 4. Uh, uh, it doesn't look like him. It doesn't act like him. None of these things that we're talking about, many of these things that people are talking about, God told me, God told me, God told me, but never do we do the things that he said and the manifestation of all of these things that God said don't happen. Okay. There are things that God told me many years ago that have not manifested themselves, but I still, I still wait and I know that they will happen. Why is that? Because see, I know that I know that I know that God gave that to me. He showed it to me in his word and he did not give me a time limit. He didn't say that this would happen in the next day. There are things that he gave me that I wrote up that he gave me in 1995 that's just beginning to happen now. He had me to write it. He had me to be able to put it on a piece of paper. So when these things started to happen and I talk about them, it's not like I heard, I am no uh, a parrot. I am what I am and I heard from him and I know that he said it. And when I stepped out in that way back then, I was called a fool, I was called stupid, I was called, girl, you are crazy. I wouldn't do that. That's going to ruin your whole ministry. Well, I, you know, as I was figuring it out, there wasn't a whole lot of ministry to ruin. And there still isn't a whole lot of ministry to ruin. I don't care how many people it is. The ministry can't get that big in order for me to ruin it if I'm going to follow God. Because if I don't follow him, there is no ministry in the first place. He is the ministry himself. Okay. A wise person fears, reverences, and gets the opportunity to obey the Lord because he knows that he is the owner. He knows that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and everything and everybody belongs to him. And I get the opportunity to obey my Lord, he gets to be Lord in that area. I get to, I get to know that it's him that I'm following and I'm not following myself. Uh, a fool despises God's instructions and cannot be told what to do. You can't tell me that. I already know this. I mean, it's like I, I have seen people. I've seen, I have a, a number of uh, uh, associates and acquaintances and a couple of friends that are apostles and, 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 and all, because I don't, I don't use that word friend a whole lot, um, uh, that are apostles. And I'm listening to some of the things that they say to their sons. 
and uh, those that they mentor, those that they're a part of. And then I listen to all of these questions that come back. And I'm thinking, why are you continuously talking to that same person about that same thing? And uh, uh, oh, and then God gave me a, 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 a flashback. I had this one person, actually one of my daughters, that, uh, um, you know, can I ask you a question? Sure. And she asked me the question and I answer it. Yeah, but can I ask you this? Sure, go ahead. She asked the question. The answer is the same answer I gave you about that other thing. I don't have anything else to say until she follows through. Why am I going to waste my breath answering something else if you're not going, if you ask me something, you ask me for a direction, you ask me for, for, for something, and I give that to you and you're not going to follow through with that, but you're going to actually question if I know what it is that I'm talking about. Why did you waste your time in the first place asking me? Evidently, you don't trust yourself. You don't trust me. You don't trust the word of God. You don't trust that I will rightly give it to you. So then you need to back off. This is the way that we treat God. This is the way many people treat God. And God's instructions and cannot be told what to do. The wise person is wise because uh, uh, you have that he has stated uh, what it is. He has started what it is that God told him to do. And he started from a, a, a starting place of being founded in him. His, his foundation, the starting place is the foundation, remembering something. You see, if you really look at Genesis 1, if you really go back and you look at this and you see in beginnings, in beginnings, God did. God is the creator of heaven and earth. And then when you look at it and you see that God says, this earth is mine and everything in it, then who am I to question God and his ability to know what's supposed to happen? He says, I'm beginning in. I know the beginning from the end. I am the beginning end. I am the Aleph Tav. I am the Alpha Omega. I am. I am all of it. I am. Not you are. Not I. Not not Baker. But you. But he. God. Okay. The fool has no foundation to build anything on. He has no foundation, no foundation to build any wisdom on. Why is that? Because he trusts in his own thoughts. He trusts in his own abilities. I've seen so many people and they've written so many great books. Oh my gosh. They just, I mean, they're, they're just, uh, just plethoras of stuff and, and the, and the knowledge and the wisdom and people are, Oh my gosh. He is so wise. She is so wise. Oh my God, do you hear how they, they open this up and they open this up and okay, okay, all that's good. What are you going to do with it? What did they really say? Well, I, I got to go back and listen to it again. Well, before you open your mouth, why don't you listen to it again and again and again before you talk about how good it was? If we're not going to take, you see, here it is. You're agreeing with that word. You're agreeing that that word is good. You're agreeing that that word is true. And then you're going to walk away from it and forget what the word says. You're not going to walk and stand on it and live in it and live it out, walk it out. 
here it is. You are spirit. You have that ability. And the spirit of truth that lives on the inside of you, he, the spirit of the fear of the Lord that lives on the inside of you, he's saying, if you really want to do something with this, I'm in you to bring all of this to your remembrance and even to lead and guide you into all truth to show you how to do what you could not do. That's my job. Let me do it. But what happens is this. We only do those things that's going to elevate us in other people's sight. We better stop that. We think that, I mean, I don't know why they started calling people in the movies, movie stars, uh, uh, but we have Christian stars and we have, oh my gosh, this person, this thing and whatever it is. He said, God said, have no other gods before me. Romans 1.21 speaks of those who neither glorified God, glorified him as God, nor gave him thanks, nor gave thanks to him. But in but their thinking became futile and foolish of hearts, and their hearts were darkened. They were benighted. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. And this is the description. This, this is something that shows you of those who try to get wisdom by ignoring God. Try to go, I mean, you know, all of the school that I, I mean, I'm not anti-school as you know, I'm not anti-school. I'm not anti-education. I'm not anti any of it. But unless you take everything and strain it through the word of God, it is useless. It is useless if it is not strained. The degrees that I have in psychology, if I did not strain them, if I had not strained them through the word of God, I'd be just like everybody else. And I'm not. Why is that? Because he told me, when you go and do this thing, I want you to strain it through my word. And if it doesn't line up with my word, I don't want you to use it. Yes, you have to write these papers and you write them according to the way that they want them written, but you will not use it. As soon as you do what you have to do, you forget it. Those are some of the things, forgetting those things that are behind. You don't hear me using psychological jargon. You don't hear me using the world's words. You do not hear me using their, their diagnoses. You do not hear me telling people you are this and you are that. This is your diagnosis and this is who you are. We think that makes us look bright. Because we can quote what they say, what the world says, what that religious world says. And now here it is. This is the reason that he told me not to be licensed by the state of California or any other state. Here it is. Now I didn't understand it way back then, but I obeyed. I obeyed. And I am so glad today that I did because then I would be caught having to use these things. I'd be caught having to use the, the diagnosis and things. And people say, well, you know, we use this in order to communicate. No, their language is changing your picture. And God has a language. The kingdom of God has a language. And if we refuse to use that language, we're refusing to say how great the kingdom of God is. Whoever's language that's used is the one that is in control. Think about that. If the kingdom of God's language, if we use the kingdom of God's language, then people say, what do you mean by that? And then you can explain it because that's what you do to them. They trick you. You walking around in a trick bag denying the kingdom the king's language the king's language the king of kings 
How can we walk as kings in the earth if we don't talk and understand our king? How can we how can we sit in the seat in him and have his mind if we're not talking like him, thinking like him and 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 releasing like him? When Jesus walked the earth, he did not allow them to change his language. He spoke, he spoke what it was. He says, you say this, but I say this. You say this, but I say this. And see, we, we've forgotten that. When are we, 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 the body, when are we, the church, when are we, those that are called by his name, when are we going to take up that and start to speak his language rather than to continue to speak to speak the king, the king of this world, this world's language. When are we going to recognize that we are Lord of, that we are, that we're Lords because he is Lord, that we are the landlord, that we are to do what needs to be done in this earth. When are we going to recognize? I say now, I said, it's time for us to do it now, today, right now. Not tomorrow, not later. We don't want these frogs gone tomorrow. We want them gone right now. And this is why I'm releasing this right now to you. Where he's releasing this to us. That it's time for us to just go ahead, make a break with what it was that we thought and start and start from, from the foundation of him. Oh, I, I wrote a book about that. I already know that. I already did that. I mean, I know all of this and, and this is what I do and this is what I have done. And this is so stale. It still works. It works in the world. It works in the earth because it works in the world system. You got it from the world system, put a little bit of God in it. And so it's a mixture. And anytime we do these mixtures, the mixtures is going to work in the world system. It's just not going to work for the kingdom of God's people. And so what happens is this. They still have the same problems, still have the same depressions, oppressions, suppressions, and, 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 and they still kill each other. They're still committing suicide. Uh, uh, all kinds of things are happening. Why? Because we refuse to walk in the purity of who God is and what it is that he says, because people might not like what it is that we say. I'm almost finished. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, the, the connection between the fear of God and wisdom means we can't possess wisdom <clears throat> if we uh, recreate God in our own image. I spoke about this earlier today too. Rather than realizing that we were created in his image and after his likeness, what are we doing? Let's be honest here. I want God to do this. I can't serve a God that does that. You mean your God, how could your God let the Holocaust happen? How could your God let slavery happen? It's got to be the white man's God. Got to be this. Got to be this kind of hatred. How can your God, how can your God see all these people being taken? How can your God see all of these people being killed in the church, in the church, shot down like that? God should have done so. Where was your God? And then here, your people, the people of God, supposedly the people of God, they shrink back. God, why did you let that happen? God, why did you? Read the book. Read the book. Why did you let it happen? Why did you let it happen? Why did I let it happen? 
<laughs> you see, we forget that we have a job to do here in this earth too. He said to seek him. He says, if you lack wisdom about anything, ask so that you can do something about it. But the reason that we don't get the wisdom is because he knows we're not going to do anything about it. We're trying to placate others. We're trying to have it so that I can go back and I can tell them this and they can feel good about that. We want this feel good. We want this James Brown kind of God. I feel good. Da, 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 da. I, you knew that I could. Whatever it is, it's a flesh God. We want him to do what we want him to do, the way that we want him to do it. And God, how could you let my sister die? How could you let my brother die? How could you let this happen? How could you let this one kill this one? How could you do this? Oh God, I don't know. Where are you? Where are you? Why is that? We go through all of that because it's not happening the way that we want it to happen because we want to change God into our image. I wrote this down. People want to make God be like them. And if he's like me, then he can be predictable and then I can control him and behave like them. <clears throat> Otherwise, God's wrong. So we sit and we judge God. We judge him because he is not, he is not living up to our standards. Uh, this is because the, uh, uh, they have not the spirit of the fear. They understand. They don't understand. They don't have the knowledge or the wisdom of who God is. And, and how he operates. And as you read through the whole, you read through the whole book and you start to understand this, that people make choices. People make choices to kill. People make choices uh, to murder. People make choices to drink. People make choices to, to rape. People make choices. And those choices that people make because we're not standing in our place at a lot and we're not, we're not operating as lords of this earth and in this earth and having it so that the kingdom of God is operating in us and through us. We're all of these things. Many of these things are happening and some of them could be stopped. As long as uh, uh, all of these things, as long as the adversary runs in people's lives, which he has not the power, not the authority, he has no rights in this earth to do any of these things. But as long as we don't know how it is that we are going to stand and it's not because we're not walking like Jesus walked in the earth. He says the wicked ones comes here. He comes again, but he has nothing in me, nothing in me. And there's parts in us that we're not willing to give up that we still want the devil to reign because why? Because it makes us feel good because that's the way we've been trained. That's the way we've got people don't want, many people do not want to be chastised. They do not want to be corrected. When they are, they make an excuse or they act like this. Why? That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Oh, truth is embarrassing now. You hurt my feelings. How did I hurt your feelings? You didn't have to tell me that. You didn't have to say it like that. How did you want me to say it? I want you to act like I want you to act in order to talk to me. I want you to be like me. Well, if I was like you, then I would have nothing that I would be able to say to you. The speak people that speak in my life and to my life and all of this, they're not like me. And I'm glad they're not. 
because they wouldn't be able to see my faults. They wouldn't be able to see my downfalls. They would not be able to see the things that might destroy me. Understand God has sent people to you and for you to help you with those pitfalls. I was telling a young person the other day, I said, I'm giving you this information because I have gone through it. Now, I will let you know, it's your choice. You walk this walk, here's what's going to happen. I said, but if you, if you, if you come on this road, then I've already gone through it. I've made enough mistakes in that area to tell you how to bypass those. And the spirit of the Lord, me spending time hearing him about you, hearing him about you, not about me, but about you so that you can bypass this, but it's your choice because it's not going to feel good. Many say, well, that's okay. I don't want to go through all that hurt. I don't want to go through that. I've been hurt before. I've just been hurt before. Everybody's been hurt. Everybody's been hurt. Anybody that hasn't been hurt is either a liar or whatever, but I have to protect myself. No, you have to walk in fear is what you're doing, is walking in fear as long as you are in this life and as long as you interact with another human being, whether it be your children, whether it be your mate, whether it be your mother, whether it be your your best friend, your bestie or whatever it is that you call them, people are going to, uh, you're going to get hurt. Why? Because you expect things of people that they can't give you that they don't even want to give you. You have an expectation of somebody else that you won't even expect of yourself. Anyway, too many people want to tame God. You know, here it is, I'm, 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 I'm this lion tamer. God is the lion, but I'm gonna tame him. I'm gonna make him into a non-threatening nothing. I mean, you know, it's a God that has, I mean, that has no power no uh uh no ability to do anything that we're just going to make him into a non-existent little puppy here it is or a little kitty cat here it is he was a lion but i'm going to tame god i'm going to make him into what it is that i want him to be but if we try to redefine who god is and uh uh and as lord and make him a little bitty god and make us feel uh comfortable and permissive a permissive uh 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 he's my buddy he's my friend he is my this and there you are, you're screwing your neighbor's wife, you're, 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 you're doing this to your, your neighbor's husband, you're, 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 you're uh, uh, molesting or raping your children, you're, doing, you're stealing, you're lying, you're manipulating, you're, uh, uh, you're, you're holding back, you're stealing from uh, his, the tithe, you're stealing the first fruit, you're stealing the offering, you're not doing what it is that he told you to do, and you think it should all be okay. You know, I was reading the other day, sadly, I was reading the other day, uh, this pastor, this big name pastor, I guess, I, I don't know, I don't know who he is. But at any rate, here he was, and he's divorcing his wife, the secretary, I mean, not secretary, one of the volunteers is divorcing her husband, and they've been living separate and whatever, and some kind of way they found him, found her in a bath towel, and him and his boxers. And they asked, what happened? Why is this? And he said, well, we were making chili dogs. She was making chili dogs and, <laughs> oh my God, making chili. 
and the, the chili got on her. And so she had to change clothes and she had to shower and whatever it was. Well, how did he have to get into his boxers? You really think that is one of the Aaron's things? Well, I got all the gold that they have and I just threw it in the fire and this cow came out. It's the same thing. I mean, how stupid do you think we are? But it's okay. I don't need to go to counseling. I don't need to go to therapy. I don't need any help because I got some of these big name preachers that, that are, are my mentors. I got this name and this name and this name. And you know, none of those names mean a thing in heaven. None of those names mean a thing to God. Righteousness, peace, joy, the kingdom of God his way of doing, his way of, of, of thinking, his faithfulness, his integrity, his transparency, that means something to God, but we're changing it. And I'm not talking about throwing the guy out, but my gosh, if you don't want, if you don't want, if you don't want to change, if you don't want to do what's necessary, then what happens is it ends up on on uh, in the newspaper, the Epoch Times, or the uh, uh, whatever it is, the the internet, or whatever, wherever it is, and then you make a real fool of yourself by trying to explain away something as if people are as if people are stupid, even if people are stupid enough to believe it, and they accept it. Do you think God does? Do you think that makes it okay because people say it's okay? Oh, that's right. God thinks the way I do. I don't need to think the way God thinks. Because God has my mind. I don't have his. And that is the way that we have been acting. I got one more thing to bring forth uh, before my time is up. <clears throat> I hope that you, uh, you're enjoying this because I am. I'm learning a lot. Because uh, one of the things of it is, is this. I want to make sure. That when I talk to you, when I stand before people, whether I stand before them in this conference I'm going to next week, whether I stand before you on this platform that I'm on here right now, I want to make sure. And I've done a lot of rotten things in my life. I ain't lying. Oh, my God. I mean, people come up and they told me, I know what I do when you did this. And I said, okay. I did it. I know when you were doing this and when you was doing this with this guy and doing this with this person and doing this and, and then you took this and then you did. Yeah, yeah. Is there a point to this? I did all of that. But that was before. That was before I met somebody that was greater than all of those. That was before I knew who I was. That was before I met my Lord and my savior that was before i became a brand new creation and old things passed away that was before oh yeah and and even every time i find something that says this is not pleasing to me whoa okay that's got to go because if it's not pleasing to him it's not pleasing to me anymore why is that because I do, I do Romans 12. I present this body as a true living sacrifice. That is to be holy and acceptable to him, not my acceptability. You see, my acceptability can be too low, but his acceptability can be where I am seated. 
He's saying, I want, I want you to have my mind on this. And I am so grateful for repentance. I am so grateful for the blood of Jesus. I am so grateful for the ability for him to show me, to open me up and to let me know just to, 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 uh, just that little thing that this is not right. No, this is not right. Because a little, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. I used to do this thing. I had this glass such as this one. And I asked people in the congregation, if I took this pin, this little pin or this needle, as thin as the needle is, and I stuck it in just a little bit of poop, just a little bit, just the needle. I mean, you know, the needle that you sew your clothes with or whatever it is, the very thinnest needle. Boom. And then I stuck it in that water and took it out and then handed it to you. Would you drink it? <laughs> the, the people started to look at the glass, even though, you know, I didn't have no poop in the, pot, in, the in, in, in the pulpit. Right. And they started looking at it and they nobody would volunteer to drink it. I asked them here, what, you want this water? No, I don't want that water. Nothing was in it, but just the image, just the image of it being like that. See, it doesn't matter. It's the little things, the little foxes that spoil the vine. A little, a, 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 a little, because it grows into a whole lot. So you think about it. Well, this is just a little lie, a little white lie. How in that world is a lie going to be white or black? A lie is a lie is a lie. It ain't got no color to it. Has no color to it at all has nothing but it is it has the devil the devil is a lie is the lie fear is the lie why did you lie in the first place because i uh just like saul well i feared that the people would leave that's the reason that a whole lot of people lie now because i fear that the people would leave but see when you know that there's nothing in here you can drink it and be okay why is that? Because it's pure water, bubbly water too. We got to start to, you know, he says, judge yourselves. Judge your mind. Is this operating out of the mind of Christ or is this operating out of the mind of fear, anxiety, the adversary and all of that? Okay. <clears throat> when I try to make God exist, in my world, your world, the way you want him to do it, uh, then let me just read you this. Uh, you, you try to make him a per permissive uh, uh, friend, buddy. Uh, this is my ace, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> and he is my genie. He simply exists in order to bless me and to give me what I want. I want that woman, just like, remember Samson? I want that woman. Go and get that hoe for me. Go and get her. I want that one. He got that one. His father and mother went ahead. Huh? Why don't you want one of the good women? Go get that one for me. I want that one. They went and got him. Got her. He was so brilliant, so stupid. That he let her trick him and then that wasn't enough for him. Another one was able to do the same thing. Why is that? 
because he didn't recognize who God was. And this is what happens. You keep going, you keep going around the same mountain over and over and over again because you refuse to recognize who he is and you refuse to be in your seated position and live the way he wants you to live. The Almighty is far greater than anything. He's greater. He is he deserved to be awed. He deserved to be feared. He deserves his majesty. He deserves uh, uh, that that we understand how majestic and how powerful he is, as it talks about in Revelation 4.11 and, and all of these other scriptures. The Lord shows us a glimpse of his power when he talked to Job. My favorite, my favorite chapters in the Bible is Job 38 through 41. When God asked him, where were you, sucker? Where were you when I did this? Where were you? Who did this? And God sat him down and he asked him questions that he could not answer. And that's what we need to realize. There's not one question that God does not already have the answer to. That God is the answer. And I want you to know tonight that he wants to be the answer in your life. I know you say, he's my savior and my Lord. No, see, he's my Lord and then my savior. He has to own me. And then I'm continuously being saved. I'm continuously, I'm continuously allowing him to take these parts to, 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 to reveal things. And, and this is this is really our opportunity. This is really the greatest time in the world to be alive. I am so grateful to God that I am still alive because I still get to warn people. I still get to bring the kingdom of God. I still get to release his goodness and his greatness. And I still get to tell people, stop being so wimpy and stop living by your feelings and start living by the faith of God that is on the inside of you because he is the one that started the good work in you and he will complete it. Your feelings are fickle. I'm telling you this as a doctor in psychology. I'm telling you this. Your feelings are fickle. They will trick you. They will fool you. They will make you not do things that you're supposed to do and make you do things that you're, you're, you, you, you want to. They'll have you thinking on things and have you thinking death thoughts and having you thinking futile thoughts. But if you keep your mind, when I keep my mind on him, it's a totally different thing. It is a totally different thing because then I start to think how great he is. And I start to realize that he is greater than I could ever be. And I'm seated in him. And so when I'm, because I'm seated in him, I have his mind on this subject. And that's what I'm listening for. Glory to God. So I want to pray for us tonight as we end this. Father, I thank you and I praise you. Oh, how I thank you that you are greater than I. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your majesty. I thank you for your revelation. I thank you for just how, just who you are. And I thank you that you're opening yourself up and I'm learning more about you and I'm growing in you and you're growing in me so that you are manifested in the earth so that you are the one that's seen and not me. I thank you and I praise you that I can have a whole conversation about you. I can have a whole worship time about you without mentioning me. 
Glory to God, glory to God. And that used to not be so. I thank you that you are first place in the lives of those that are on this broadcast. I thank you and I praise you tonight that they go to sleep with their minds fixed on you. In Jesus' name. This is Dr. B.J. Baker, Dr. B. Baker, and with the Tell It Like It Really Is program. And I know that you like having it so that it's really telling it like it is. Have a great week. Love you much. And I'll see you next time when I'm here to tell it like it really is. Bye-bye.